good afternoon. Well, I guess it's evening here, um, although it could be morning, evening, noon, night, wherever you're listening. Anywho, welcome to this edition of Chatting with the Lightkeeper. I'm Edward, and thanks for joining me. Um, today, um, since it's the holiday season, first of all, happy holidays. Hope everyone is out there is having fun staying safe, and enjoying all their festivities and holiday shenanigans. Um, the thing about the holidays is there's so much good stuff, um, besides just the cookies and other goodies, but the holidays also seem to bring an increased chance in, you know, a disagreement with a partner. Um, I don't know why. Maybe it's stress over money, commitments, uh, which relative's house to go to first, or who to see on Christmas and who to see on Christmas Eve. The list can go on and on of all the wonderful stressors that are out there. So the thing is, is with all those stressors, and if you're in a relationship, the holidays probably are going to mean at some point there's going to be a disagreement, unfortunately. Um, and, and not all disagreements are bad. Sometimes it's just, you know, finding common ground, figuring out what'll work and, and trying not to, uh, get upset in the process of it. Um, when it comes to disagreements, something that I see and it's drives me batty and it's far too common in the DS lifestyle, in my opinion. Um, but it's passive aggressive behaviors. Uh, they're something where it's not healthy and the important thing that I don't think a lot of people realize when it comes to, to passive-aggressive behaviors is the person who is behaving towards you in a passive-aggressive manner is actually trying to manipulate you. They're, they're using their passive-aggressive behaviors to manipulate you to do what they want. Um, and sometimes it goes beyond, you know, even manipulation. I mean, sometimes passive-aggressive behaviors can, can move into the realm of... Um, I hate to say it, but it can be abusive, especially if you are continuously exposed to them and, you know, you refuse to deal with it, which a lot of people do when it comes to passive-aggressive behavior. So this week on uh, Chatting with a Lightkeeper, I want to talk a little bit about passive-aggressive behaviors, um, how to recognize them. I mean, just talk about 10 common, common behaviors that are passive-aggressive that it doesn't cover all of them by any means. And, and there is a passive-aggressive person out there right this very minute who's inventing a new way to be passive-aggressive, I am sure. So we're not going to have that. But I just want to talk about 10 common passive-aggressive behaviors, um, what they are, per perhaps what they're looking to do. And then, um, then importantly, we're going to talk about looking at solutions or, or ways to handle it. What, what happens if you find yourself in a disagreement with with your partner or even a friend and um, they're, um, they're going passive aggressive. So talk a little bit about how to handle those not so fun times when we're faced with passive aggressive behavior. So starting off, I think something that most of us unfortunately have experienced at some point in our lives um, when it comes to the good old passive aggressive behavior is the, um, the silent treatment. Okay, I think that was enough silence there, enough, uh, as we used to say back when I was actually on the radio, believe it or not, I was, um, dead air, but um, we've all experienced the um, 
most likely partner who gave us the good old cold shoulder and chose to stop communicating with us. Um, and there's, you know, that's their way of kind of saying, hey, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at you and I'm not going to talk to you because I'm mad at you because talking to you would, you know, possibly solve the issue. Um, I, I do want to say right away with silent treatment, there, there is a difference between silent treatment and somebody saying, look, whatever just happened has really upset me. I need an hour, two hours, maybe even a day or two um, to, to process what has happened. There's, so there's a difference between somebody who's doing the silent treatment and somebody who comes to you and says, I need time to process what's happened. And they give a definitive time when you're going to talk through what happened with their in, in their processing. So there's a difference between somebody who says, hey, I'm upset. Um, I'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk it through. That's not the silent treatment. Even if you blow up their phone while they're why they're processing, they're not being silent. They they warned you that they were going to take this time to, to process. The silent treatment is just when somebody is upset with you and they just stop talking. Um, in a way, they're implying that you did something wrong and they are punishing you for it. Um, you may not know what you did wrong. I mean, it could just suddenly be the sudden silent treatment and you're like going, what, what what's going on? Why are you not talking to me? Which makes us upset. Um, and you know, the person who is giving you the silent treatment, um, is actually kind of enjoying the fact that you're upset with them for not communicating. Um, and the wonderful people that, um, are much more educated in psychology, um, say that, um, oftentimes part of an underlying reason for the silent treatment is, is the person who's giving you the silent treatment is trying to get you off balance. And when you get off balance, it's easier for them to manipulate you. Remember, the goal of a passive-aggressive behavior is to manipulate you into doing what the other person wants. So the silent treatment is to throw you off balance, which is going to give them an advantage in getting what they want from you. Um, there is another variation of the silent treatment that is unfortunately very common in the lifestyle um, and it's the withholding of love or affection. Um, the person won't become silent. They'll continue to have a conversation. Um, oftentimes it's very superficial. Uh, it'll be without emotion. And it's the short, tense, not upset, but upset wording. Everything is short, sweet, and to the point. Um you know, the good old fashioned, I'm fine. No. Okay. Everything is short, sweet, and, and there's a, no emotion involved. And if you are in an in-person relationship with them, they will also, you know, and if let's say you're used to cuddling on the couch and, um, you know, Thursday night is the night you binge watch your show. They'll, they'll sit on the couch with you. They'll binge watch the show. They won't want to really talk to you. And if cuddling, for example, is part of that routine, guarantee you they're not going to be cuddly. They are going to um, kind of like the those uh, joking cartoons of the old couple that's mad at each other and they're both sitting at one ends of a park bench. That That's how the um, cold shoulder is going to play out. So they are 
trying to manipulate you. That's the key to always remember with all of these things. Another wonderful way that um, people um, get um, passive aggressive is they will tell you yes, but you know and they know they're not saying yes. They're they're telling you no. Uh, typically, this this happens in a relationship where the people have either been friends for a long time or the relationship has has been been a longer term relationship. Um, and sadly, when you see that behavior, it's a throwing in of the towel in a way from the, the passive aggressive person. Um, this behavior typically means that they are, they're, they're done. Either they're done with dealing with whatever the issue is that has them upset and being passive aggressive, uh, or they are just done with the relationship. I mean, unfortunately, it's a huge red flag, especially if it's with somebody that you've been in a relationship for with a couple of years. And and the reason they tell you yes, but they don't do it or don't follow through is because yes avoids the argument that they don't want to have or whatever the conversation is that would be upsetting. They don't want to deal with it. So, yeah, OK, I'll do that. No problem. It's done. And, and then nothing happens. And, and odds are, when you're with somebody in that situation, you know they're not going to follow through. But it's just they're kicking the can down the road, um, hoping to put off the argument or, or hoping that you just plain forget about it. So there's there's that wonderful one. And kind of parallel to the saying yes, but meaning no, is when somebody says to you in the wonderful passive-aggressive universe of saying, I can't. And when they say I can't, it doesn't mean that they can't do it because, you know, they're scheduled to be at the dentist tomorrow at 10 a.m. when you're asking for the favor. Um, what they're really saying is they're not going to do it. They won't do it for you. Um, first of all, like the, you know, saying yes to say no. They're trying to avoid a confrontation. Um, typically, the easiest way to pick this up, if, if your internal spidey senses don't get it, which most of us do, uh, we just sometimes don't want, want to admit it, but we do get it. Um, it's the excuses you get are, for, for lack of more adult terms, are, are childish, silly, and, and just plain weak. Um, and once again, it's, they're just hoping that you're going to let this go. Whatever you're asking for or whatever it is that you need, they want to have it just have you let it go because they don't want to deal with it. They're simply trying to manipulate you into getting their way of not doing whatever it is. Um, another one that is fairly common in DS is the uh, kind of the, the brooding and the building of simmering resentment. Um, a great example of this is one of one of my dear friends. And whenever we're chatting, catching up, which we don't do very often, but when we're having one of our monthly catch-up chats, and at some point I ask about something and their response is, it's fine or I'm fine. <clears throat> the, fine has been their go-to word for so long. And because I know them well, I understand that even though it's well rehearsed and if you heard them say that they're fine, you'd believe that they're fine. 
because they've rehearsed it so well, but it's a cue. And, and I think part of that is just because of our friendship, it's their cue of saying, I'm not okay. And you're going to have to drag out whatever is bothering me. The I'm fine is the invitation for me to go on the, um, the digging adventure to figure out what is troubling my friend. Um, it's, it's how it works. We're friends. We can do it. But in a relationship or even a friendship that isn't like that, oftentimes you'll hear that I'm fine and it's going to be a snippy or a snotty. I'm fine. You know, like, just leave me alone. I'm fine. It's very negative. It'll be in the, you know, you'll hear it in the tone of their voice. I've heard it. I know you've heard it. But when you get this wonderful bit of passive aggressive crapola, it's it's time to try and figure out if you truly care about the person. Sometimes we don't and we hear the I'm fine. and Okay, I can avoid this just by saying, great, you said you're fine. I'm walking away. But when it's somebody we care about, it's time to dig to try and figure out what's wrong because something something isn't fine. Um, but you know, moving on from I'm fine, I guess we should have a little little humor, a little little fun and games here. Um, I, I bet you most of you weren't aware that today was scheduled to be National Procrastination Day. Unfortunately, it got put off till tomorrow. Uh, I know, bad joke, bad joke. It's um, one that I, I would um, tell um, or use uh, in college. I worked at a ski area, was a snowmaker. If you don't like the cold and you don't like being soaking wet in the cold, don't do it. And I don't like the super cold and being super soaking wet in the super cold is not fun. However, what was fun was the fact that I got to drive uh, the big snow grooming equipment and got to play with um, making snow, which I, I found fascinating. But the best part was I got to ski free. Um, and sometimes when there wasn't snow to be made, we would work the chairlifts. And on weekends, of course, there are lines. And so I'd run a little contest where if you answered the trivia question right, and this was um, in college, so it was pre-smartphone, um, so it was, um, it was fun. One of the questions I put up there was when, when is national procrastination day? And if you came up through the line and you gave me the right answer, you got to cut the line the next time. Uh, so it was kind of fun. Um, I enjoyed it, made the time pass. And I think most of the, most of the guests enjoyed it, but, uh, that was one of my, my trivia questions. And, and, um, on the third weekend of doing it, somebody actually came up and said, um, they put it off till tomorrow. Woohoo. Anyway, Back on topic here. Sorry about that. It ended up being a squirrel moment. Um, but some passive aggressive people, when they're in their funk, anger, whatever, trying to manipulate you mode, procrastination can be part of the game that they play to manipulate you. They said they do it. They'll do it. They just... You know, I haven't had time to get to it yet. I'll get to it. Don't worry. I'll get it done. What they're trying to do is just make you forget about it. They want you to forget about it. So either you just take care of it or it's forgotten about it and they can take care of it in their, their sweet time when they want to, if, you know, if they get to it, you know, because they are very busy. But overall, what they're trying to do is lower the bar. They're trying to lower the bar of what you expect from them. 
by putting off, putting off, putting off until the point where you probably take care of it yourself or have forgotten about it when they do it, they're lowering what you expect from them. That's kind of the, the dirty secret of the procrastinator. Now, another wonderful thing that um, um, passive-aggressive people do is they will try and trigger you. They'll try and piss you off. Um, and I'm not talking about in DS. There, there's the subset of submissives called the brat. Uh, if you haven't heard it, um, brats um, can be very, very fun for those who, who love what they do. And what they do is they will push their dominance buttons just because they can push them. They know what the buttons are and they love pushing them. Um, but the thing about a sub bratty submissive is they're not the type of people that are going to go out and push buttons on everybody. They're only going to push buttons on their dominant because they, they respect them and, and they care for them. It's, it's, it's kind of a game that gets played within the DS realm where their button pushing is, is and it's, and it's affectionate and the dominance response to having their buttons pushed is an expression of, of their caring. So it's a, it's a fun dynamic for those who like it. Um, a little breadiness for me is, is good for once in a while. Keep me on my toes, but it's not as something I would want a steady diet of. It's just how I am. Um, but the difference, the, the passive aggressive button pushers, um, they're doing it because they want to piss you off. I mean, they want you to get angry. Um, so an example of this would be uh, a couple where they have the, the rule that whoever cooks doesn't have to do dishes. And for whatever reason, one partner, the one who cooked, for example, that night, doesn't like it when their other half doesn't take and hold up their end of their bargain. That that's a little thing that drives them bananas. So in that situation, the, the passive aggressive individual who is looking to manipulate would um, not do the dishes and try and, you know, trigger a little, a little angst and anger with their partner. Um, Typically, this comes about, or or so research says, is that the passive-aggressive person is upset about deeper issues. Obviously, it's deeper than just not taking care of the dishes. Um, although sometimes these folks are mad at something and, and can't explain it. So rather than trying to explain why they're upset but can't explain it, they'll just try and trigger their partner to get mad at them and somehow make it easier. And it can also be a cry in a relationship in a way, a cry for help. I'm mad. I don't know how to verbalize it. So I'm making you angry. And, you know, finally and sadly, we don't want to say this because it's the holidays. At least I don't like to talk about, you know, things that aren't fun in the holidays, but, but it needs to be said sometimes this, I'm passive aggressive and just going to piss you off because I can is because they've checked out on the relationship and, and they're angry about the relationship getting to the point where they've checked out. So yeah, they're going to piss you off just to, you know, because they can. Um, anyway, I'm going to lapse into a little text speak. I, I'm not the best emoji person or um, decipherer of text speak. Uh, I'm getting better. I'm working on it. I guess working with um, 
a few of the youngsters on my staff, I'm really learning uh, tech speak because I get a whole lot of that back. Um, my only rule is if you're texting me, it's fine to use text speech, but if you're going to send me an email, we're going to use proper grammar. So if you're one of my minions, you've heard that before. Um, anyways, the passive aggressive jokester, the JK, the JK passive aggressive person. Uh, and, and once again, I think this is something we've all experienced when somebody says, oh, I'm just kidding. And you know that they're not, you know, it was a dig at you. You know, they're not kidding but they're using humor to hide it. I mean, can't you take a joke? These are all things we've dealt with. Um, and it's a passive aggressive person is trying to kind of be critical of you or even openly hostile, but they can't or won't just come out and say, I'm mad at you or I'm upset with you or heck, I don't like you. I don't like you anymore. So they hide behind humor. And with that humor, they're trying to manipulate you somehow, whether it's to get upset with them or to get you to do something for them or to change how you view them. Whatever it is, they're using humor to cover for their attempt at manipulation. Um, another thing that shows up quite a bit in DS and um, if you're on FetLife, just go through some of the groups. Um, if you're on, um, you know, if you use some of the, the, whether you're a blogger or maybe you go on to Reddit or wherever you go to kind of get your lifestyle information, fix, whatever. And there's a um, social media component. You're going to see it um, because it's really popular, especially on social media. And, and you, you'll even see it from, from your vanilla friends, neighbors, cousins, even Aunt Judgment Judy, I'm sure, um, has engaged in or will. And and that is um, passive-aggressive behavior where they're trying to actually sabotage the relationship or sabotage you um, because they're upset with you and they want to stab you in the back. So social media is popular because they'll go on social media, say all kinds of mean and nasty things about you, and odds are you're going about your day or or they're doing it under a, a pseudonym um, so you don't even know it's being said about you until all of a sudden it pops up because somebody in your social circle saw it um, and they're like, hey, what, what are you doing? Look at this. Um, <laughs> another way that uh, the sabotage people... Um, try to make people look bad, but a common practice would be if you're in a relationship and somebody says, hey, can your significant other come over and help me tomorrow at nine in the morning? Or I need help, you know, Saturday morning at soccer practice. Can you help? I can't help, but, you know, my significant other, they're, they're free. They'll, they'll come and help. Well, they never tell you. And so you look like an idiot because you know nothing about this. You didn't show up. You've angered people. And it's just to try and make you look bad. And, you know, of course, the passive aggressive person, if you're confronting them and say, what, what do you mean? And of course, they'll tell you, oh, I, I told you. Don't you remember? I told you. Told you all about it. Blah, blah, blah. And, and it's once again, as I said, they're trying to manipulate you and make you look bad because they're, they're mad at you and they're trying to sabotage you and, and possibly even sabotage the relationship because they can't tell you how they really feel. So they're manipulating you to do their bidding. Um, 
I am a hockey fan and uh, really a piss poor hockey player, but occasionally still still put on the, the equipment and go out and try it. Um, but there's a hockey cheer that when, uh, if you're at the end and the opposing team's goalie uh, just gave up a goal, the cheer is you scream at that goalie, it's all your fault with their last name, it's all your fault. Um, well, if this is coming from somebody in in your your circle or or partner, where it's all your fault, it's all your fault. They're being passive aggressive, and for whatever reason, um, and there are some unique people out there uh, who blame others for everything that goes wrong in their life. You know, they didn't get that promotion at work. Well. If, if you took them out and bought them that dress that they wanted to wear to their to their interview, they, they would have gotten it. It's your fault because you didn't you didn't go out and, and do this for them. And that is very much passive aggressive behavior, trying to trying to blame someone else. And, and I bet you you can't guess what's next if if the um, person is playing, you know, the blame game and blaming you for what's wrong in their life. If they're not going to do that, then the flip side is they're the victim. I mean, they do everything for you. They sacrifice so much to be with you. I mean, if they weren't always sacrificing, they they wouldn't, you know, your relationship, it, it'd be over because they're just giving so much and you just, you just take it for granted. I mean, they're the victim here. It's not you who's upset because the, uh, you know, tried to sabotage you on social media. No, it, they're the victim. And that's one of those things. They're trying to manipulate you. And for whatever reason, playing the victim, they, they think that they're going to exploit your goodwill, give you a guilty conscience. Um, or I mean, in the realm of DS, there's sort of duty and obligation are the two words that come to mind that, that come with both dominant and submissive roles. There's, there's duties and obligations and that victim card can really play upon the, um, you know, duty and obligations or the, the, the expectations that, that come with that role. So the victim card can be very, very effective in the world of DS. Okay. Uh, enough of the, um, the, the kind of the bummer side of uh, passive aggressive behavior. Um, I think we'll take a short ad break and um, you can enjoy a wonderful word uh, from my sponsor. And then we'll come back and, and talk about, about what to do um, if you're confronted with, with a passive aggressive person in, in your life or in your relationship and, and how you can, can work to make it better. So we'll come right back and we'll talk about that. All right. Welcome back. Um, after talking about 10 fun examples of um, that, I hope most of you have not experienced all 10, but I'm sure we've all experienced some of some of those um, of wonderful passive aggressive behaviors. Um, now, let's kind of turn the tables and talk about what what to do when when this happens to you, what to do, how to handle it. The first thing is you have to be realistic and clear uh, with the person. And sadly, they're, they're unlikely to change unless they want to change. Um, people don't change unless they want to change. You 
can't make them change. They have to want to make the change. You could be one of the reasons they make the change, but you can't change another person. So always remember that. Um, but also understand passive-aggressive people typically do not like to have hard conversations. So you're going to start a conversation with them that is going to be a hard conversation. So please don't make things worse. Don't be a twat waffle about it. Just be kind, but be clear about what is bothering you. Um, talk about how it makes you feel. I think a great phrase, and, and this is so helpful in many ways. If you, if you don't know this phrase, um, grab a pen and paper, because uh, it it's a phrase that, that I have found is very useful in life. And the phrase is this, when you do this, when you do X, whatever X is, when you do that, it makes me feel Y. You know, it makes me feel this way. So when you do X, it makes me feel Y. You're giving a statement that that's not an argument. You're just simply expressing directly and clearly to a person that when they engage in this behavior, when they do that, it makes you feel this way. It's direct. It's clear. It's not argumentative. It, it can be said very kindly. And the other thing, too, that goes along with the when you make you know, when you do X, it makes me feel Y statement is if you can talk about how they can better handle things when they do X rather than do X, maybe try this, try to give clear ways that they could handle things in a different manner um, because perhaps they don't know any other way than to be passive aggressive when they do X or when whatever in their life triggers them to do X. The only way they know how to handle it is to be passive aggressive. So it may take you suggesting other ways for them to handle it so that they don't make you feel bad or however it is that they make you feel. Um, another thing that happens a lot with passive aggressive people and in their relationships, the non-passive aggressive partner enables the passive aggressive partner and they do that because passive aggressive behavior is it's it's hard it's hard to talk about it's not an easy conversation so sometimes people will avoid having that hard conversation they know that that conversation is going to lead to drama it's going to lead to potentially an argument and so by you know, sweeping it under the rug, what is happening is you're enabling the passive aggressive person. Um, so if you're, especially if you're in a relationship with somebody who is passive aggressive for the life, you know, please, please, please do not enable them. It's, it's a hard conversation, but you, you've got to, you've got to buckle down and do it. Um, and when you do have that conversation, stay calm be the adult in the room because chances are the passive aggressive person is, is not going to be the adult pretty much guarantee it. Um, don't react to provocate, you know, being provocations there. Got it out. Um, remain calm because the passive aggressive person is going to try and get you, get you angry. 
or they're going to get angry or act like they're angry to try and get you to get angry and to get things to spiral out of control. So nip things at the bud. Don't fear the worst. I mean, don't go into it fearing, you know, oh my God, I'm going to have this conversation. We've been together for three years and they're going to break up with me because, because I'm upset that they're, they're doing this and it makes me feel so horrible. You can't go into it with that mentality. You, you have to go into it calmly. You want it to, I mean, because the goal is, I mean, if you're going to have this conversation, the goal is to fix the problem. And, and that shouldn't be something that gets you upset. But understand that the passive aggressive party is going to probably try to goad you and goad you until you get angry. Know that's coming. Recognize what they're doing, that they're trying to trigger your angry or trigger your anger and, and don't get mad at them. Uh, you know, just don't, don't, don't play their game. And the more you don't play the game, the more you're getting them off their game, which is going to help actually resolve the, you know, help move things into a resolution. Um, you have to be selfish when you're dealing with somebody in a relationship where there, where there is passive aggressive behavior coming, coming towards you. And the reason you have to be selfish is that passive aggressive behavior. I'm sure I said it like 30 times, um, on the other side, uh, they are trying to control you, whether you're DS or whether it's friendship or family. I mean, family's great for it too. Woohoo. Um, that person who is being passive aggressive, they are trying to control you. They want you to do what they want you to, you know, they want you to do what they say and you're not doing what they want. So they're being passive aggressive in trying to manipulate you. Don't allow that. Be selfish. Say no. Don't let yourself be manipulated. Recognize it. Say, hey, you know, to yourself, they're being passive aggressive. They're trying to manipulate me. Um, and when you're having, you know, a discussion about passive aggressive behavior and what you can do about it and, and you're working with the person because you, you want to preserve the relationship, you know, it's okay to compromise so that they do get what they want. Remember, they're being passive aggressive because they want something from you. Um, it's okay for them to get what they want, but you have to get what you need too, which is no passive aggressiveness. Um, so it's okay to say what needs to change for you to stay in the relationship and understand that there are people who are not going to be willing to change for a relationship, who they are, that passive aggressive behavior is more important to them, even though they, they can't admit it, than, you know, your relationship of two years, three years, six months, six weeks, whatever it is. Um, they're not willing to bend. That's just who they are. That's how they have come up in this world. So sometimes you, you do have to, to just call it quits. Um, and also when you're talking to a passive aggressive person about their behaviors, you have to be assertive. And I know for submissive, sometimes uh, that can seem like a big ask. Um, but the thing is, even though you may be a submissive to the person that you're going to have to have the passive aggressive um, conversation with, you're not submissive to life. A submissive is a strong, capable person. You, you kick you know, you kick ass on a daily basis. So while this, this butt might be a little one, a little harder to kick, 
because it is somebody you care about, it's okay to be assertive. It's okay to express your feelings. Just make sure you do it clearly. Don't give in to them because they're trying to provoke you or to pick a fight to make you go away. Uh, don't be afraid to say I a lot. In, in fact, I would recommend saying I a lot. I feel this way. I think this. I know when you do this, it makes me feel. You're not um, being passive-aggressive. You are not trying to blame them. You are saying what you see, think, and feel. You're not trying to, to imply that you know how they feel because, truthfully, none of us truly knows how the other person feels and thinks. We, we can sympathize or, or feel we have things in common, but we don't know what they're there. Um, so it's one of those times where it's good to be selfish and it's good to say, I, I this, I feel, I think, I know. Uh, and also, um, if you know saying something is poking the passive aggressive, you know, poking their bear and is going to make them mad, just like they're going to try and more than likely poke at you, try and get you upset and try and get you off balance. Do not, do not say things that will trigger their anger. Do your best to avoid saying or doing things that will trigger them. It can be hard, but avoid playing their game because they're going to want to argue. They're going to want to get defensive, deny, and most likely they're going to probably try and blame you for all of this. So don't, don't go there. Don't play their game. And another important thing before you even kind of ha start this conversation is think about your boundaries. Think about what you will accept, what you won't accept, and then you have to stick to them. That, that is, you know, that's the hard part is sticking to them. Um, perhaps things will get better for a few months and then the passive aggressive ugliness starts to come back out and, and you've set your boundaries. You've communicated your boundaries clear or clearly to your partner and they're now violating those boundaries. It's time to stick to your guns and have that other, con you know, have a next conversation. Hey, we've talked about this. You understand where my boundaries are and you are not respecting them. So you have to stick to it and stick to it continuously because remember, passive aggressive, they're going to agree and then hope you forget. So it probably will come back. So when it does come back, you need to sit down and say, hey, remember, we've got these boundaries. I've set these parameters. You've got to stay within them. And you're not. And I'm upset because you are doing this. Or whatever words work for you. But you have to stick and hold to your boundaries and hold them to what they've committed to you. Um, don't sweep passive-aggressive stuff under the rug. Especially, I mean... After you have the hard conversation about passive-aggressive and you're working on it as a team or they're working on it, if it happens again, don't, don't, you know, just don't sweep it under the rug. Don't, don't go put it in the closet. When passive-aggressive behavior happens again, bring it up. Bring it right out into the open. Hey, look, we've got some passive-aggressive stuff going on. What do we need to talk about? What, what's bothering you? We're... You know, we need to talk about something because I'm, I'm getting the passive-aggressive side again, and, and I don't want that. It's not easy, but 
it has to come up right then, not, um, you know, remember two weeks ago when you did, no, just right then? I mean, when is, when is possible right then or as close to right then? I mean, if you are in the middle of holiday shopping, I certainly wouldn't recommend in the middle of a crowded department store going into a um, discussion on, on their passive aggressive behavior. But when you get out to the car, hey, great time. You know, when we were shopping and you did right then, you're, you're as quickly as you can addressing it. Um, and something else that, that I need to bring up, because it does happen. If your partner is being passive aggressive to you or a friend or a family member, it can be very easy to do it back to them, to meet passive aggressive behavior with passive aggressive behavior of, your, of their own. So don't do it. Address it. Talk about it. All these things, but don't, don't respond in kind. And it can be very tempting and it can be so easy. And in that moment, gosh darn it, I bet you it feels great to go right back at them and give them a taste of their own medicine. Won't feel great, you know, a day or two later when you're going back at them caused a whole poop storm. Um, and remember, they're going to be the victim and they're going to blame you. So it's all your fault. So that moment of feeling good, forget it because it's all your fault. Now everything is really all your fault because you did this. So don't. Don't go passive-aggressive to a passive-aggressive. You'll lose. It'll hurt worse. So don't do it. Anyway, it's important to remember that passive-aggressive people, what they're doing is they're looking to manipulate you. And sadly, and I, and I hate to say this, but that manipulation through passive-aggressiveness can grow to levels where it's abusive. It simply can. Um, if you're in a relationship, or even if it's a friendship or family member, um, and you hold them very dear and near to you, and you want to solve it, and, and you've had a couple of conversations and things aren't changing, it's okay. This is something that is a-okay to go and talk to a counselor about. Um, I'm not sure that you're going to get the passive-aggressive uh, to go to counseling with you if they're if you're in a relationship and the passive aggressive uh, refuses the counseling, um, yeah, it's time you need to walk away. Um, I'll just say that. Um, but yes, this is something that you can work with a with a trained professional on if you feel you need to. Um, and while it's this hasn't been exactly a fun holiday discussion, I felt you know kind of needed to talk about. Um, passive aggressive behavior because the holidays do unfortunately lead to some disagreements and disagreements can lead to passive aggressive behavior, especially if it's all your fault in, you know, since you're with a passive aggressive person, it, it is going to be your fault. So just wanted to talk about it. So people out there can be aware of, uh, you know, common examples of what's passive aggressive, how to handle it when it happens. So, you can break the cycle and hopefully take your relationship and get it past the passive aggressive behavior. Keep it from snowballing, keep it from getting worse because it will eventually, well, not it will, it could potentially end up in a situation where that passive aggressive behavior has reached a point where it's abusive. So it is something that, that um, you need to nip in the bud uh, rather than allowing it to, you know, take the easy path, just sweep it under the rug, ignore it. Uh, and 
realize that they're doing it because they want to manipulate you. They want to control you. Um, even if you're dominant and the submissive is displaying passive aggressive behavior, they're, they're trying to control you and you're in a DS relationship. Um, you know, that's, that's a warning and in submissives, you know, if you see a dominant that's behaving passive aggressive to you, um, that is a sign of, you know, if, if that's not something they're willing to work on and fix, um, it's, it's a danger Will Robinson moment. So anyway, um, at this point, I'll, I'll end the negativity um, and wrap this up. And once again, wish everyone a very happy and festive holiday season. And if you're in a region where you get snow, I wish you a, a very merry and hopefully a white Christmas, but not so white that you can't travel and visit your family and friends unless you don't like them or don't want to visit, especially with family. If you don't want to visit them, then in that case, I wish you two feet of snow that doesn't fall all at once in a blizzard, but just as one of those nice days where there's no wind but a ton of snow comes down. Anyway, happy holidays and I look forward to chatting with you again 